a well-being podcast. I'm your host, Bill Krieger. Last week, as a nation, we celebrated Customer Service Week. And today, I have Brian Lewis with me. He's the Executive Director of Customer Operations, and he's here to talk to us about Customer Service Week. So, Brian, if you'd introduce yourself, we'll get the conversation started. Sure, Bill. Yeah, I think you said it best. I'm Brian Lewis. I'm the Executive Director of Customer Operations. Do you want me to go on and say a little bit more? Yeah, so who are you, Brian Lewis? You know, I'm a 40-something-year-old guy that now lives in Rockford, Michigan, just north of uh, Grand Rapids, out here on the west side of the state. And I am a dedicated employee of Consumers Energy and probably more importantly, a, a husband of 18 years and a father to two wonderful children. So I have the pleasure of having really two families in my life, my work family that I frankly spend a lot of time with. And then my my actual family who I've spent a lot more time with in the last six months than I could ever have imagined as a home and life and work and school all kind of blended together. But excited to be here today to talk to you, Bill. Well, great. And you know what? I think we've gotten to know our families a little bit better across the board on that one, right? All those little habits we didn't know we had. That's right. And it just informed my decision making, Bill, that I should not have been a teacher. <laughs> well, good to know you're you're in the right spot. And although people might argue that as a leader, you're a teacher every day. What we're here to talk about today really is customer service week. We hear about it year over year. And I thought, let's really talk about what customer service week means and how that impacts us as a company and how it impacts our customers. So could you kind of walk me through what is customer service week? Don't we give customer service every week? We give customer service every week. I think really the first week of October since 1992 has actually been recognized by by Congress as customer service week. It's a nationally, sometimes internationally recognized event, really celebrating folks on the front lines of customer service. So you know, it, I kind of grew up in the call centers. I was a CSR myself uh, 20 years ago. This is actually my 20th customer service week. And it's a great week we can kind of take pause and just reflect and celebrate with our coworkers that are customer facing that, that sometimes uh, don't necessarily get the full level of thanks and uh, what can often be a thankless, but also rewarding. I can see that because I think in a lot, like in a lot of other professions, you don't always talk to people when when it's their best day. If they're if they're calling us, generally it's not to necessarily say what a great job we're doing. Absolutely, we do get those calls from time to time. People that just wanted to thank you know uh, some good work from our operations teams in the field, or a great phone call that they had with CSRs. But to your point, generally speaking, when a customer reaches out, it's because there's some sort of a defect, some sort of a challenge that they're having that they need us to support and really be their voice and their uh, their cause to action. And so it's important for us to be empathetic and listen to those uh, discussions and not take them personally. I have to imagine that can be a little tough sometimes. Bill, I did it for a year, um, and I don't know that I did it that well. There's uh, there You definitely have those moments where it takes a very strong, passionate person to be able to steer their way through a phone call where sometimes you're talking to delightful people. Other times you're talking to folks that are well-versed at uh, getting a rise out of you to try to affect change in their favor. So yeah, it is a job that takes a tremendous amount of talent, a tremendous amount of discipline and really passion to serve. And we have a lot of just remarkable coworkers that are engaged in this on a daily basis. 
Well, and that's amazing. And and also, if you think about this, right? When I pick up the phone, I don't know. I don't want to know what I'm getting on the other end. So I don't even know how. I wouldn't even know how to prepare for that. No, that's right. So, quick story, which feel free to edit out. But I, 2000 to 2001, I was a customer service rep. 16 years later, I found myself uh, working for Meyer in a manager position, and I took 13 calls on uh, I think the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And Bill, I was literally in cold sweats. Those 13 calls, and I remembered it. I remembered just like it was yesterday. And yet, our customer service reps show up every day. Um, they put on their game face and they do a fantastic job. I know that our customers are satisfied with the work that they're doing based on the feedback that we get. Again, a tough job. And there are customer service reps, if I'm not mistaken, that have been doing it for a long time. We, we have 5, 10, 20, 30. I've seen 42-year employees that are um, are still dedicating to deliver those those world-class experience for our, for our customers, for sure. And it is amazing. It is. It is. Kudos to them because that's a, that's a tough job. So I want to talk a little bit too. We talk about customer service week and we celebrate our folks who are customer facing, our CSRs and those who are interacting with our customers on a daily basis. But I've I've heard it said that most customer uh, service oriented companies are really coworker oriented companies. So can you talk about how we take care of our coworkers so that they know that they can serve our customers that way? Yeah, I mean, candidly, I think it was a journey we've been on. If I think of our contact centers for quite some time, you know, I got here seven and a half years ago and I, we weren't in our worst point. I think kind of that SAP transition, there were times our customer service reps were working 60 hours a week mandated. That 40 hours a week, like we were just talking about, is extremely um, grueling. You, you start building in 60 hours, it's almost insurmountable. And I just don't think our culture and our environment in the contact centers were where we needed it to be. I think you know, the last seven, eight years, we have had this continuous mindset shift around how do we reduce their hours? How do we shift the focus so it's not just the call after call after call um, workplace? How do we try to inject fun and games and delight back into the workplace? And Bill, if you look at our results, Five, six years ago, we had contact centers that were getting engagement results in the 50s. If fast forward uh, six years later, we have contact centers that are putting up engagement scores in the 90s, and that's remarkable. That's not something that you're going to replicate, and that's not because all of a sudden we made their lives you know, drastically different or their pay scale drastically increased. It's because we started saying, you know what, if we take care of our coworkers and make them feel good about their work-life balance, uh, their ability to go home and leave the job behind, we'll start to see the gradual maturation in our own thought process that will really lead to our customers taking better care. So if you look at our customer experience index and our engagement scores, you will see that they kind of mirror each other with significant year-over-year improvement just because we started treating people like people, like they were members of our family, injecting joy and love into the workplace, which I don't think anyone would say if you went back 10 years, you were going to find a lot of joy and love in the workplace. You still got along with everybody together, but there just wasn't that caring and nurturing that was required. 
So I want to break this down a little bit for the audience. You know, you and I talk about customer experience and, and engagement scores because we know what that means. But there are a lot of our coworkers who still struggle through that. So I really want to put a finer point on when we talk about the engagement scores. So what are we talking about with engagement? And what are we talking about with customer experience? And really talk about how those things are correlated. Yeah, so starting with the customer experience index, it's a it's a third party scale that we kind of uh, subscribe to in order to benchmark against other companies outside of utilities. We do it by surveying customers. We survey hundreds of customers on a daily basis, and we ask them if we met their needs, um, if we were enjoyable to work with, and if our processes were simple and easy to interface with. So that you know that gives us the scale, and we do this hundreds of times a day thousands of times a year and we have those results that we can then track over time and bill i think we went back five years we would find ourselves at around a 37 cxi it's a 200 point scale from a negative 100 to 100 so we're we're right around 40 in the past right now we're sitting at a 76 75 for the year which might not sound great but it pretty much benchmarks you with some of the you leading companies in and customer experience in general, not just utility. So I think Amazon's probably at a 77, 78. So significant shift from the 30s to the high 70s, with the glide path to get even beyond that in the next five to 10 years. So that's kind of your, your one plot. And then from engagement, I mean, that's that's our engagement survey, which will be coming out here oh, in a couple of days that we encourage all of our employees to take to provide feedback, be it ugly, um, just so we know. And I, and I think at the core is, would you recommend consumers energy uh, to you know someone you you love and respect? And if you're given a similar position with similar compensation at another company, would you leave? So clearly we want that we want those folks to stay with us and we want them to feel good enough about us to where they'd endorse us to family and friends or other competent employees. So with both of those scales in five years, when we look within our, our customer contact centers, we've seen that significant step of growth around that same kind of projection in both of those two uh, in both of those two scales, enough to where you can tell there's a direct correlation. If you're taking care of your coworkers, they're going to take care of your customers as a result. And it's it has been a remarkable case study. Well, that's uh, that's good news. That's good news for our customers. That's certainly good news for the people doing the job. You know, I, I know for a long time it was tough to get people to come and work in the call centers or the the contact centers, um, and it, it is a, an arduous job. But it does sound like we are doing things to really make that better and and help people along. So, Brian, as we uh, kind of come to the close of the podcast. I do want to ask you this, if you were to give advice to someone who was us five or six years ago, what would that advice be? You know, I'm going to quote uh, Wendy, Wendy Coles, who runs our contact centers, who kind of says, you know, Brian, what people often forget is the work is easy. It's really the cultivating relationships with the people that we work with and leaning in on the right mindsets creating an environment where people are happy to come to work and feel like they can bring them whole, their whole selves to work and share their opinion and know that their voice ma matters. Spend the time there. Spend the time in building the relationships and listening to the feedback that you get from your employees and, and invest into making a making for a better experience for your coworkers and you will be amazed what they will do for not only you, 
but for your customers as well. I think that's that was my fault five to six years ago, Bill. I was used to running contact centers at you know, various industries, and I came in here and thought, well, I'm just going to I'll take the expertise I had elsewhere and inject it here without really understanding the people that whose lives I would I may be impacting and not understanding the history behind why they were struggling to get to work some days because they had been working these 60 hours. So really just spending the time to to know the people that we work with, to love and respect them, and that will pay dividends. So if I'm hearing you right at the end of the day, it is really all about the relationships. All about the relationships. All right. Well, thanks for that, Brian. And thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we appreciate you kind of giving us some context around customer service week and what our uh, customer service representatives do and uh, how well they represent our company. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Bill. Keep up the good work. Thanks again, Brian, for being with us to celebrate Customer Service Week. And thank you to the audience for tuning into this